Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The interview where somebody asked me, could you date somebody who ate McDonald's? I was like, nah, not mm -hmm. a chance. And he was like, why? I was like, if we took a poll like, mm -hmm. and said, hey, 2,000 people, what is the worst food that you can eat? 90% <laughs> of people yeah. would say McDonald's, mm -hmm. okay? So if somebody's eating McDonald's, in my mind, if your standards are like that for what you put in your mouth, yeah. then now I got to question what you do with your body too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I wouldn't, this is tough. <laughs> I, it's, I watch who I date because I understand, like, I get not only her energy, but I get the energy of everybody she's laid down with. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that's an even more deeper penetration into your body. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Sexual energy, mm -hmm. sexual transmutation. So, like, the way I look at it is your lifestyle really shows what your standards are in other areas of your life, too. Mm -hmm. Describe myself in two words Rich and unemployed These stones cost two birds Let it count it when she bored Deposit hit chicks clearing ace Nothing void I know that ain't my ex calling Null and void Where we going? Money going up Money to the Rich and Unemployed My Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dupaton, a.k.a. Finesse. And before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon, www.patreon.com, Rich Unemployed. Uh, make sure you catch some merch, richunemployed.net. And let's get started, man. I got this wonderful guy here. And go ahead and introduce yourself, man, because it's about to be a good one. Yeah, so I'm Dr. Bobby Price. Uh, I'm a pharmacist turned herbalist and nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I started my journey by trying to heal people in the hospital and then went from pills to plants and started healing people with herbs and shifting their diets. And uh, once I got pretty successful with that, I actually left the hospital, mm -hmm. took a job in Japan because they had like the greatest amount of what are called centenarians, people who live to 100, no disease, and eat primarily a plant-based diet. Mm. And so they had the largest population in the world, and they're the very small island. Mm -hmm. And so I was there for like four years, learning all of their techniques, and mm -hmm. learning a little bit of Japanese and traveling the world. And after I left there, traveled the world, uh, Thailand, where else I go? China for traditional Chinese medicine. India for Ayurvedic medicine, mm -hmm. Africa for herbalism, Honduras, Peru, came back here, wrote a book called Vegetation Over Medication, and it ended up being a bestseller, so uh, that's me in a nutshell. Hell of an introduction. <laughs> Longest introduction I ever had. <laughs> um, all right, let's go back. You said that you were working in hospitals trying to heal people in the hospital. Yeah. What, what was wrong with healing people? In the hospital well f the first thing that was wrong was i got diagnosed with high blood pressure when i was 16. Mm -hmm. and i was an athlete only had like five percent body fat played basketball in college so mm -hmm. i was fit but i was still unhealthy yeah 
And so as I come out of school, start working in the hospital, I'm trying to heal people. Now I'm feeling like a hypocrite because mm -hmm. I'm treating people with the same thing that I got, especially mm -hmm. in our community. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just sort of like said, you know what? Like I'm seeing people my age, like at the time, like late 20s, 30s, mm -hmm. who are having strokes and heart attack. And at a, at, there was a point where I was like, this is going to be you. Yeah, Despite yeah. the fact that you like you're a doctor in the hospital, like mm -hmm. this is going to be you. And so I literally started trying everything. I mean, I changed how I exercised. That mm -hmm. didn't work. Uh, I changed. I was trying diets like Nutrisystems and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. That didn't work. And really out of desperation, I said, I'm going to go plant-based. No meat, no dairy, no mm -hmm. processed foods for mm -hmm. about 21 days. And in 21 days, I lost 17 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I had sleep apnea also. And sleep apnea causes high blood pressure. And so that resolved too and the blood pressure normalized. Mm -hmm. And so essentially, once I did that, what happened was I, I was working at a hospital here in Atlanta, and I'm like the only black doctor with a white coat there. Mm -hmm. Not the only one, but you know, one of the few and the youngest. And so a lot of times when black patients would come in, they'd see me and they'd be like, I'm gonna talk to him. Mm -hmm. At the doctor explain <laughs> something, they're like, I don't know what yeah. the hell you just said. Yeah. And so uh, as people were coming to me and they would get familiar with me, they were noticing like I had a new visible neckline now, my skin was looking different, I was looking like 10 years younger. Mm -hmm. and they was like, what are you doing? So I started taking out my prescription pad and writing down what I was doing. Yeah. And people would call back and say, yo, that, that shit worked. Thanks. And um, you know, and then I started having people call up there like, yo, my uncle, you hurt my, you helped my uncle. And, I need that thing you gave him. And I'm like, wait, who is this? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I, I shouldn't have called. I just come up there. And so it was that point I was like, oh, okay, so what I'm doing, even though it's good, it ain't good. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people realize that, you know, like when you're doing that kind of good, when you're getting people off medications, yeah. like it ain't a good thing for the hospital. It's, it's good for the patient. And so that's why I ended up leaving the hospital. So that's how I was helping people, like shifting their diets. You know, like one of the things that I learned was. Today's episode is brought to you by Rich and Unemployed Clothing. Listen, have you guys checked out the website? Have you guys copped some merch? You can do so while watching this episode right now. So if you haven't done so, go ahead. It's right there at the bottom. Go ahead, click, go to the website, go ahead and copy some merch. Man, we got these new hoodies in. We got headscarves in. We got hats. We got caps. We got the black and gold Rich and Unemployed cap. So make sure you guys tap in, grab some merch while watching this episode. Cause listen, giving it to you, giving it to you good. Wait, pause. All right, back to the episode. Here in Atlanta, they have a, a spot called Church's Chicken. And on Wednesdays, I didn't notice, but on Wednesday they have this special. But I also was noticing like on Thursdays and Fridays or Wednesdays, mm -hmm. that was when we had the most heart attacks, the most strokes. And yeah. so this person came in, had a heart attack. They were like 34 years old. And while they were in the hospital, the family bought them the church of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, why would you bring this to mm. him? He was like, well, he was at the church of chicken when he had the heart attack. And he left his food there, so we was bringing him his food. I was like, this problem <laughs> what mm -hmm. gave him the heart attack. Not in that instance, but over time. And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I started. The, 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 what's wrong with the like, community, right? Black community, like, we don't know what's what's proper, like what's the proper way to eat. Yep. Um, fast food, uh, processed foods. Like my parents, they didn't, she didn't understand that. Like my mom's from Haiti. 
Okay. And um, she didn't have the knowledge to like, uh, she didn't she didn't understand like health, like eating. And she would feed us this bullshit, right? And she ate pork and chicken, rest in peace to my mom. But um, okay, when she got sick, uh, she had cancer. And I was like, you know, this is what I already started my health journey. And I was like, mom, you need to, you need to switch over to a plant-based diet. She's like, I don't know. No, no. She didn't really believe in that. Like she, it just wasn't a thing for her. Even like, even in Haiti, when I went to Haiti, they just not on that. Like black people just don't know about health and it's just yeah. not a thing. But back to like being in the hospital, like, okay, you went to school, learned about medicine. And when you, when you're in the hospital, well, when you're in the hospital and you get diagnosed with something, their first option is for you to take medicine. Yeah. Not even say, hey, you need to you need to do this, you need to get out this. And what do you see the difference between this medicine and the holistic route? Gotcha. Well, this, and this is this is really important for like your mom and her culture because Haitian culture is very much African culture. Mm -hmm. And if you look at like even southern like black people, like the culture of southern black people is very much African culture yeah. too. It's stuck the same. And so if you look at our original culture and you go back I mean, you can go back 10,000 years, bro, to Egypt. Mm -hmm. They had these papers called the Ebers Papyrus Papers. It was a list of herbal remedies and natural remedies that could heal people of diabetes, mm -hmm. cancer, et cetera, et cetera. So the unfortunate thing is we've been in such a survival mode for so long mm -hmm. that we don't really know our history anymore. We don't know what we're connected to anymore because that's how we used to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea of, you know, make thy food, thy medicine, it really came from like Africa because we were making food, our medicine, mm -hmm. but we went through this struggle period where we had to endure so much mm -hmm. that unfortunately we lost our culture. So when you look at the difference between the two, holistic medicine, and then you look at, I'll call it conventional medicine. And the reason why I call it conventional and not traditional is because it's not traditional. The FDA was eventually invented in the 19, 1906. Mm -hmm. So it's really only about 120 years old that we've been using modern medicine, okay? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at holistic medicine stack, stacked up to modern medicine, it doesn't like compare when you look at the time and distance mm -hmm. over there. But when you look at what the difference is, and this is what I learned, and it made so much sense to me because I, I was a chemistry major in undergrad. Mm -hmm. And um, what I noticed was when I got diagnosed with high blood pressure, what I learned was I was, we tried to use chemistry to correct biochemistry. Mm. Bio means life, yeah. okay? Chemistry is just man-made, mm -hmm. okay? So we're using chemistry in the form of drugs to correct our biochemistry. And it doesn't work, because most people will die on drugs. Most people will have a heart attack on high blood pressure medications. Mm -hmm. Most people will have a stroke on high blood pressure medication. So, it helps by lowering the blood pressure, but what it doesn't do is correct the actual issue. It doesn't address the cause, mm -hmm. okay? So what modern medicine does is, what it does is manipulate biochemistry, okay? It'll lower your blood pressure, but that doesn't mean that it's correcting the issue. Right, it is high, it's kind of mass. Yes, right. what holistic medicine does is correct your biochemistry. Mm -hmm. And the way it does that, it, it uses nature or biochemistry to correct biochemistry, mm -hmm. because that's what food is. Food is life. Mm -hmm. And when you look at minerals, vitamins, photo, um, phytonutrients, bioflavins, mm -hmm. all those type of things, those are chemicals, but they're biochemicals. They're living chemicals. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people, when you think about healing yourself, you have to remember like this body is a living thing. 
and real recognize real. Mm -hmm. You know, the body's gonna recognize something real versus if you eating hot Takis and pizza, like that's not real food. Mm -hmm. Your body gonna have to figure out what to do with that. And if your body can't figure out what to do with it, it can't digest it, it means it can't break it down. If it can't break it down, it can't take any nutrients out of it. So mm -hmm. even if it has nutrients on the label, it can't abstract those nutrients. If it can't abstract them, it means that it's gonna be very difficult to absorb anything. Mm -hmm. And it's also gonna be very difficult to eliminate it, meaning like you've eaten this food and now it can't go out of the body. Right. So now you got 10 to 25 pounds of undigested fecal matter rotting, fermenting in your gut. Mm -hmm. And people call it a fupa or a belly, but will it, really what it is, you full of shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> um, I know when I was in the uh, hospital um, talking to the doctor about like my mom's cancer, and I was like, well, don't you think she need to just like not take the medicine, just change the diet? He only knew one way. Yes. He was like, no, 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 no. She needs these chemo pills and she needs the chemotherapy. I'm like, but yeah. I, like, I'm trying to argue with this man, but he's not going like, cause he only knows one way. And I think that I don't, do they just pay y'all to like, not like tell patients to like eat healthy and go that route? Cause they get paid off this medicine. No, no. I'm, let me explain why. Cause a lot of people think like most doctors are like, you know, like these unscrupulous people who right. have a master plan to kill uh -huh. everybody. They just don't know. Like they eat just as horrible as you do. And I learned this when I was in the hospital, we would have like potlucks and stuff. Right. And this doctor one day, he bought like a seven cheese macaroni. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that's going <laughs> to kill you. <laughs> and he was like, no, nah, I'm just going to double up on my cholesterol medication. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So like that thinking taught me that, it, it, I mean, even in that moment, it was like, damn, they really don't teach us nothing about, mm -hmm. you know, nutrition, health. Mm -hmm. They don't teach us how to prevent disease. Mm -hmm. They don't teach us how to heal ourselves. They teach us how to treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. And treatment is different from healing. It's very different from healing. Mm -hmm. And so when we go to school, what we're learning about is drugs. What we're learning about is chemo. What we're learning about is, you know, um, different therapies that involve big pharma. Yeah. And so really what doctors, pharmacists are, are glorified pharmaceutical reps. Mm -hmm. And because at the end of the day, the only thing that they're going to teach you or give you is prescription drugs. And here's the other thing. That's the only thing they can give you. Because he, the, the unfortunate consequence is if I, if, let's say for instance, if I tell you eat healthy, take these herbs, and then you go home, what, mo what are most people going to do? Um, do research? What? Not do that shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to do it. Yeah. They're going to do it for maybe one or two days and then right, they right, go right. right back to the hamburger, right, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Now what happens when they have a stroke? Now you are liable right, as right. the healthcare professional because you didn't give them a prescription drug. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about prescription drugs over like natural approach, prescription drugs are patented. You get the patent those, you yeah. can't patent nature. Mm -hmm. And because you can't patent nature, can't make no money off of it. Can't make no money off of it. Mm -hmm. So they're never gonna give you that option. Mm -hmm. They're never gonna incentivize people to take, you know, like go to the grocery store and give them a grocery store list. Mm -hmm but it's really because we're not taught that. They have no idea. They eat just like the regular person eats. Mm -hmm. So it's safe to say that the food is killing people. Oh yeah, it's definitely killing people. Mm -hmm. Like America's food is banned in 30, 30 countries. 
Like you can't even like if somebody were to buy a bag of Lay's potato chips here versus buying it in Europe and look at the ingredients, they're totally different. Hmm. They will make the healthier version for another country versus the ones that we have here. And it's because there's over 10,000 food chemicals that are allowed in the American population or food system mm. that aren't allowed in other countries. And so for that, because of that reason, it makes it easier for food companies to slap a date on something mm -hmm. that's two, three years from now because they're putting so many chemicals in it. You understand? So it gives them longer shelf life. So anytime we lobby, you know, for healthier food choices in our, our, our kids' school systems and our neighborhoods, the, the food industry is going right behind them with mm -hmm. billions and millions of dollars saying, mm -hmm. no, we can't do that. So that's why a, vet, uh, a packet of ketchup is considered a vegetable in a school system. <laughs> yeah. They've been feeding us bullshit since we was in school, man. And I used to think that was healthy. I think that was, I thought I used to think it was good food, hot dogs. Are we getting a hamburger today? Are we getting some fries today? All that stuff was straight bullshit. High fructose syrup, all the juices they gave us. Yep. None of that stuff, not one thing. And I think they might have gave us fruit in the morning, like once in the morning, maybe a banana or orange or something. Yeah. But they've been feeding us bullshit. They've but been... now it's in a cup. It ain't even like oh, the regular fruit anymore. Uh huh. And when you start to think about things like hot dogs, bacon, hamburgers, these are foods that are on what are, what, these are the most dangerous foods. Let me explain why. Processed meats are on the same list with cigarettes, asbestos, plutonium, and et cetera. Hmm. Because the IARC, which is the governing body that tells us what is cancerous and what isn't, mm -hmm. has determined that they're that cancerous. So when our children are eating hot dogs, they're eating, you know, even turkey bacon, mm -hmm. not even just pork bacon, mm -hmm. but when you're eating that type of, like it has these nitrates and other compounds in it that are literally, you know, increasing your risk for cancer. So that's what I mean by like, like our food really is killing us and we don't know it, but that's just also why we're seeing so many young children with you know like high cholesterol diabetes yeah. getting cancer like you didn't see that before mm -hmm. i got a i got a theory on uh impossible meat okay because um they they make it seem like impossible meat is, is healthy a healthier version of, yep. of food but you got to think about it what is impossible meat and i was thinking one day like maybe they've been feeding us impossible meat the whole time because like mcdonald's ain't real meat no None of that stuff real meat. Yeah. So maybe they've been giving us impossible meat this whole time. Yeah. And now they got us thinking like, oh, impossible meat is the way to go. Let's leave beef alone. But, but like now we're still eating the same bullshit. Yeah. Like, what's your thoughts on impossible meat? Yeah, because like at one point, uh, a lot was in the news about their meat mm -hmm. at McDonald's. But it's not just mix McDonald's isn't like an isolated person. Like this right, is right. across the board. Mm -hmm. This is why a lot of times you'll hear commercials and they'll say 100% beef. Like right. what else? What else should? Yeah, it be? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like right. what else you popping in that mm -hmm. joint? So, you know, like so now that we've had this vegan movement that started in like 2018 when the What the Hell came out, yeah. and now you see all of these vegan products just flooding, mm -hmm. you know, the supermarkets. And for me, that is just another. That's just another space created by the same industries mm -hmm. that make fast food, mm -hmm. processed foods. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the ingredients for things like Beyond Meat or even the Impossible Meat, you start to look at the ingredients, none of it is really like 
vegetables right, or right. anything real. Mm -hmm. And so when people see something that's like pea protein isolate, they'll say, hey, it's made of pea protein. People think that it's peas, <laughs> but it's isolate. It's an isolate from the peas, meaning something was taken out of the peas. It's not the peas at all. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the list, and this is a really cool tip, when you go in the store and you look at like the, the ingredients list, mm -hmm. the first ingredient contains the most of it. Like that's the largest sort of portion of what's inside of this product. Yeah. And when you look at the Impossible Burger, I think the first ingredient may be water, the second ingredient may be uh, canola oil. Mm -hmm. That's bad for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. horrible for you. So like, you know, like the unfortunate thing is people look at the front of the label. Right. The front of the label is hype. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Straight like <laughs> plant-based. Yeah, yeah. You know, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, like it'll say like 100% natural. What does that mean? Right. Because these are terms that are used on the front of the label, mm -hmm. but they're not regulated. Right. Meaning like you could put it there. It doesn't have to pertain to this product that at all, but true. you can use it. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? But that, that ingredients list, mm -hmm. they got to keep it real there. And so when you start to look at it, you see like this is there's nothing plant-based mm -hmm. about there's nothing natural about this at all. So like that's the hustle. Like mm -hmm. and this is why unfortunately you see a lot of vegans, like they're eating vegan, but they're still unhealthy. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're not eating plants. And it's a huge difference between those two. I try to stay away from anything that's um packaged. Yep. Um anything that's uh even with vegan food and i'm trying to stay out the restaurants as well but like that's kind of hard I'm, it's like a process for me but yeah, yeah. when i go in the um, restaurant i mean when i go in the grocery stores i'm either getting like juices i get freshly squeezed orange juice you go to farmer's market yeah 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 that's my favorite place right yeah give me some freshly squeezed orange juice get some uh freshly uh squeezed uh coconut water grapes apples bananas the little bananas yep right um and I don't get anything that's packaged. Anything that say vegan, uh, chips, none of that, I don't want it. I, I, yeah. I, they got like the plantain chips I buy, yeah. everything that was just made. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> what do you eat? What do I eat? Yeah. Damn, that's a question. Everybody asks me that. It, it depends, because I go, I go into these, I try to live a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And my lifestyle is a little bit different from everybody, because I try to, I try to align my lifestyle with nature. Like right now, yeah. it's winter. And so I look at nature and see what nature is doing right now. Right now, nature, like for the last couple months has been, you know, the leaves have been falling off the trees, they mm -hmm. die. So what that's telling me is, is that there's things that I need to leave behind, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, things are hibernating in nature. So that's telling me I need to do self-reflection and spend time with myself. Mm. And so I look at what foods grow during this time of, of the year as well. Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of foods that I like to focus on. So when I when I say what I eat, it's gonna depend on what time of year it is because right. I'm trying to go with the seasons too. Mm -hmm. So right now, in this time, and time of the season, and because we're not in our tropical environment like we're supposed to be, you know, like I'm making sure like, I incorporate warm things. So I'll have some soups and stews, okay? So like the other day I made like this vegetable broth, it's like an immunity stew. Mm -hmm. And I just sip on that because that's what I wanna be on my immunity. But usually in the morning, like, I don't eat anything. I usually eat intermittent fast until about 12 o'clock, mm -hmm. okay? So I stop eating around about 7, and then I'll start eating again around about 12. In between that, I'm just drinking water, okay? First thing I eat is fruit. 
because mm. fruit is the most easily digestible food, period. You eat that, I've never heard anybody say, man, this, this fruit got me feeling full, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and put me to sleep. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. happen because mm-hmm. it digests so easily. So that's the first thing you want to break your fast with because that's what breakfast is. You're breaking your fast. Mm-hmm. So I break my fast with fruit, and that's part of the reason why you know I own a farm and a fruit company, a tropical fruit company, is because mm-hmm. I love fruit. All right, so I break my fast with fruits. Then for lunch, I'll have something like either a huge salad, uh, a wrap, um, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I try to get my greens in, a smoothie, mm-hmm. I'll add that in there. For dinner, I'll have usually what people eat, just a, a plant-based version of it, but a real plant-based right, version right, of it. Right. So I can have spaghetti, but I'll use like chickpea noodles. Yeah and um, make a sauce and um, you know I can make some I can even make meatballs as well um, but I'll do like a quinoa stir fry because I like to replace my my rice with quinoa so just mm-hmm. a healthier choice mm-hmm. um, you know so yeah though I mean it just depends on the day the time uh, let's talk about breakfast for a second um, yeah. because the typical American breakfast um, it's <clears throat> it's normal to eat First thing when you wake up, you know, we've been taught we got to eat as soon as we wake up, seven in the morning, uh, eggs, whatever, pancakes, yeah. all this, you know, the, the sugary pancakes, the eggs, that's not, not good for you, the meat, that's not good for you. Yeah. And what I've learned was just like you said, like you, you got to give your body time to, because it's still digesting, yeah. right? It's still fasting when you wake up. So I don't, I don't even drink in the morning. I try to drink, I'll go to the gym, work out at 11. Yep, and same here. Then I'll come back and I'll, I'll drink a bunch of orange juice or coconut water. And then I, I still won't even get hungry until about another two hours. I probably won't eat till like two. But like, I've learned to leave breakfast alone because it makes you sluggish, right? Yep, we'll does. get full at breakfast and then we'll figure out like why we need a nap during the day. Yep. So like, where the hell, I can't even ask you where the hell that came from, but like that's the American, the European yeah. way of thinking. Yeah. But um, like, how are you supposed to break your fast? Yeah. So the, the, and I love that you brought that up because like the important thing, what he's talking about is like, like I said, I end my last meal. I try to stop eating when the sun goes down Mm -hmm. as close as possible because Mm -hmm. now we're like, sun start going out at five o'clock now. So (laughs) as close as possible. And after I stop eating, that's when the fast began, meaning I'm not eating anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, for a lot of people, when they hear that, they think to themselves, like, man, I like to eat this and yeah, this yeah. at night. But this is why so many people can't sleep well. Mm-hmm. This is why so many people, they sleep, they're in the bed for eight hours and they wake up and they're still tired. Because mm-hmm. instead of your body re- is, you know, is resting, it's digesting. Right. And digesting actually takes more energy than mm-hmm. any other system in the body, including the heart and respiration. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped eating around about seven. Okay. Now, hopefully, while I'm sleeping, I'm not like reaching over there grabbing something to eat while Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping. So I'm fasting during those eight hours. Mm -hmm. Right. So I stop eating at seven. I wake up at seven. That means I've been, you know, fasting for a considerable amount of time. What we want to do is extend it out a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So I extend that out to 12, an additional five hours. And here's why that's so important. When your body is empty, your stomach is empty. When you're asleep, your body is going to be healing and repairing itself and regenerating. Mm-hmm. If you don't sleep well, if you always got food in your belly, there's no time to heal and regenerate because mm-hmm. it's always digesting and breaking down food. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why it's so important for us to do that. Now, where the whole concept of pancakes, eggs, and bacon came from, uh, is really doubled up American culture. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, you had like a lot of, in the 80s, you had a lot of people who were doing these cook shows. Mm-hmm. And when they were doing the cook shows, they were trying to figure out meals to make, you know, for breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, like a lot of the cook shows were people in the South. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so because of that, like in the Bible Belt of the country, it's the unhealthiest mm-hmm. part of the country. And so this is where a lot of those uh, traditions came from. And it became popular, unfortunately, because, you know, like it's good for other companies, too. It's good for food companies for you to eat a whole breakfast. Me telling you to extend your fast out means that you skip a meal. Right. You know, like that's bad for every part of the food industry. So that's pretty much why it's part of the culture. Let me ask you a quick question about dating. So like, let's say you was going on a date and the girl want to go out at eight o'clock. You might, well, listen, we can go out, but I ain't eating. Yeah. So like me, like I'm, I'm not stiff like that. No. You know, like if it's a, it's time for me to. My lady to go out. I'm taking somebody out to dinner, and I'm gonna eat a little late one yeah, time a week yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. It won't hurt. Yeah, ain't no problem at all. Right, right. So like, you know, I ain't stiff like that. I like to have a good time. So I know that going to eat at six and mm-hmm. having to figure out what you're gonna do out and mm-hmm. do later, and nobody's there at six. I know that's like, yeah, it's not cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm flexible with that. That was my issue. I was like, yo, when I change my my, my schedule up, like. These girls want to eat at 10, 11 o'clock. Oh, no, like, bro. I'm, I'm just be there. Just <laughs> eat up. Order what you want. I'm just watch you eat. That was, I swear I was thinking, like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I yeah. try to eat lighter. Even yeah, yeah, when yeah. I go, it'll like, like, I'll go out and I'll just say, all right, instead of like having a whole meal, I'll get the falafel and the hummus and yeah, do yeah. something light like that, mm-hmm. you know? Now, with restaurants too, right? They're not, that's not even the healthiest choice too. Like, when you go to a restaurant, they have like poor foods. Yeah. Like the, the, it's not the highest quality of chicken or fish or whatever the meat is. Like yeah. eating at restaurants is not healthy either. No, mm-hmm. no. Because when you think about it, like they're in the business of making money. Right. And when you're buying the highest quality of food, like, I mean, as an individual, you know that that can hurt the pockets. Right, right. So think about it when you're buying high quality food for hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the time when you look on the menu, like they're not bragging on the type of meat that right, they right, have right, right. they're like they're not and if they're not listen mm-hmm. if they were buying expensive meat they mm-hmm. would tell you they were because mm-hmm. it's a bragging right mm-hmm. so most people are buying like you know like the bottom of the bottom mm-hmm. you know because the bottom of the bottom yeah yeah <laughs> and and you know look this up <laughs> this is crazy a lot of restaurants use what's called meat glue you can buy this on amazon there's a glue, what you do is you take all the like missing and chopped up pieces of meat mm-hmm. and you can mix it up together and glue it together with meat glue and make a steak out of it. That's bad. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? Like oh, a lot of times it, it, it's really important like <clears throat> to go to a restaurant that does brag on the fact that, hey, um, mm-hmm. we, we only use this type of thing. Everything is organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we source our foods locally from farmers. Like mm-hmm. I ask those questions when I, before I go to the restaurant. <laughs> um, pescatarian. Um, I was, once I left the meat alone, I was a pescatarian for a long time. And then I started figuring out like, maybe this fish ain't that good either. Yeah. Like I'm eating, I go to restaurants, always, always um, order salmon, 
um, sea bass, shrimp, um, all the shellfish. But I started thinking like this stuff's not that good either. So yeah. for the people that transition over from uh, eating meat and then they go into pescatarian thing, thinking it's a healthier version, I think it's even worse because, yeah. go ahead. It can be because um, a lot of, especially the seafoods, mm -hmm. these are like the bottom dwellers mm -hmm. of the ocean and their job is to clean up the ocean. I'll give you an example, like in Japan, uh, they had this nuclear plant that exploded. What, a nuclear plant that exploded? Yeah, it exploded. And when it did, all this radiation got out. Well, they planted all these dandelions and plants that would literally absorb up some of the radiation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so even nature knows that when something happens, there's something in nature that could actually help to clean up you know, like yeah. nature. Well, it's the same thing in the ocean, like things like, you know, crabs, uh, shrimp, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Like these are the things that are there to clean up the ocean. Like mm -hmm. they clean up, you know, the excrement that come from larger fish, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. And because- Shit. Yes. Yeah, shit. Yeah. And, and, and the ocean itself. And, and because of that, a lot of the, that's, this is why so many people have allergies to shellfish mm -hmm. because their primary job is to clean up the ocean. So that's the first thing. The other thing that's really important, and I've worked with people on this a lot, people who are pescatarian, they end up having a heavy metal um, mm -hmm. toxicity and especially mercury. Mm -hmm. And when you get a, a mercury toxicity, you can feel depressed, uh, you can have anxiety, uh, you can have gut issues, you can have arrhythmias, all of these things just because you have a heavy metal toxicity. Mm -hmm. And so I've worked with people to help get rid of a lot of the, that, those heavy metals as well. So people have to be very careful as they shift to a diet that is heavy and especially like fish like that because mm -hmm. they are heavy in not only uh, heavy metals, but they're heavy in microplastics too because we throw all of our pl plastic in the ocean. Yeah. And the same way when you buy like a bottled water, the reason why that bottled water has an expiration date on it is not because the water is going to exp expire, it's because the plastic is mm -hmm. constantly breaking down. Mm -hmm. And those microplastics, the fish are literally eating them. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times you will find those plastics inside of the fish mouth and mm -hmm. it creates, you know, um, parasites and things of that nature. Let's talk about water. Because water, man, <clears throat> they got smart water. They got um uh uh fuck I don't I don't even know all the words I don't even buy them no more but they make it seem like it's like the best water to drink and um it's actually not like if you go look on the back and the ingredients I shouldn't just say water right yeah. <laughs> but they got all these other ingredients yeah. these these other chemicals in it and just like you said with the plastic like that plastic breaks down I I, I try to just drink the uh, what's the green one the mountain the mountain valley mountain valley that's that's my go-to water but then again I don't even try to drink water at all right. I seen that one guy in Jamaica you linked up with him right oh okay you talking He's, about Dr. Ours later yeah he later. said he ain't drink water in 40 years or something he just yeah. drank straight coconut water I was like right, I'm taking on that concept but is water healthy and what water is healthy okay gotcha well we absolutely need water because we we're 80% water mm -hmm. So without water, we would not survive. I mean, when somebody's in a dehydrated state, their blood pressure goes up, they compromise their kidneys, mm -hmm. and I can go on and on. Mm -hmm. So we absolutely need water and we oh, need let me, to stay. Let me pause you. Yeah. So what about water from fruits? 
okay. and, and the coconut water. Yeah, so that's called structured water, which uh -huh. is also good. Mm. So when you juice or eat fruits and vegetables that have a lot of water content in them, yeah. that water is even better than just regular okay, cool. water. Okay, just making sure. You know? Uh, but we definitely need water, mm -hmm. whether it's structured water or just regular water. But mm -hmm. if we're gonna have regular water, the important thing that you were talking about is making sure we get a good source of water. So mm -hmm. like things like, I hate to call out names, like smart water, like mm -hmm. like when you turn it on this label, again, like you look in the front, mm -hmm. the front of, front of the label is all hype. Mm -hmm. It's gonna tell you like, oh, this is the best water, it's smart that you- It's actually and, dumb water. And then, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you switch it on the back mm -hmm. and you see where the water is made, it will say purify in a Coca-Cola plant. Mm -hmm. You know, so like it literally, that means that they took water out of the sink and I'm just using the sink, but mm -hmm. out of a faucet mm -hmm. and they put it to, through a purifier mm -hmm. and then they get bottled it up. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the dangerous thing about that is, you know, you can look at what happened in Flint, Michigan, mm -hmm. where they had the lead in the water. Mm -hmm. That's not an isolated incident. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's not is because in most metropolitan cities, the, pl the plumbing that they laid down was laid down 100 years ago, mm. 200 right, right. years ago. They don't change that out. Right, right, right. And it was lead, mm -hmm. it was lead pipes. Mm -hmm. So every city really has that issue, okay? And so it's really important for us to understand that not only does it have the, the lead issue, but when they've tested water, they also seen a lot of um, microparticles of drugs. Like they'll see drug particles in there mm -hmm. as well because people flush those down the toilet mm -hmm. and on and on and on. So you don't want to drink just purified water. Mm -hmm. uh, the best water, in my opinion, is like the one you just mentioned is natural spring water bottled at the source. Mm -hmm. That means that they went to the mountain, they went to the spring and they bottled it there. That's the best way to get your water because most mountains and valleys are away from metropolitan cities. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about a lot of the pollution and things of that nature that are getting in there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that, bro. A lot of people, like, we, we've been deceived, yeah. bro. <laughs> I see people all the time drinking that, like, I hate to call our names. Yeah. Like the, the alkaline water. Yeah, alkaline, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's not really alkaline water. Mm -hmm. Even though if you test the pH, it'll say it's alkaline, yeah. it's alkalized. And what I mean by that is they use unnatural, I'll call them chemicals, but it's vitamins, minerals yeah. that raise the pH, but they're unnatural. Right. Whereas when you look at natural spring water, which is alkaline, mm -hmm. when you look at the pH, those minerals say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill and vitamins they come from nature mm -hmm. they come from the mountain mm -hmm. as it was rolling down the mountain going through the spring mm -hmm. so when you look on the back of it and you see the calcium the magnesium the potassium mm -hmm. those are the minerals that raise the pH and make mm -hmm. it alkaline mm -hmm. but it's also important where that they come from mm -hmm. so when you're getting a lot of alkaline water mostly what you're getting is synthetic al alkaline water mm -hmm. man-made alkaline water mm -hmm. damn that sucks 
I know the episode is getting really good. Before we dive any deeper, I need to get into the sponsor for this today's episode. Being an entrepreneur, creating and maintaining a business is tough. We all know this. There's a thousand other people that's grinding just like you. What I'm getting at is you don't have to do this alone. Did you know that there's a morning call every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern? It's called The Morning Meetup, made for you. It's created by David Shans, the top entrepreneur who built multi-million dollar businesses. Yes, you heard this correctly. This is a group made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Do you feel stuck? That means you need to get into the room with high-level entrepreneurs. Get in the room. Basically, if you're tired of holding your own weight and it's entrepreneurship, you need to join. www.themorningmeetup.com. Join, connect, grow. I'll see you guys there. It's back to the episode. Now, would you say, like, the water, it doesn't really, like, harm you. But it does, if you're eating a healthy, it does add to it. Because it's not going to kill you, right? What, and when, which water are you talking about? I'm talking about the, the, the smart waters, the bottled waters. Okay. Like, it, does it hurt you? Let, let me tell you what is harmful about it. Most of the times you don't absorb it. Because what makes you absorb water is the minerals in it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If you just drink empty water, water with no minerals in it, yeah. it will go straight through you. Or it'll make you uh, swell. Right, right, right. You want to actually absorb the water into the cells. So what happens is it makes them puffy, mm-hmm. makes you puffy. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important to get high quality water because a lot of people, especially in our community, are swole. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. look puffy in the face. They look puffy in the legs. Mm-hmm. They look puffy in the abdomen. A lot of the times it's because the water isn't absorbing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you put that on top of eating uh, 70% of the, our diet is processed foods. Mm-hmm. You know, that food isn't absorbing because it's not real. So you you put those two together. The water isn't absorbing. The food isn't absorbing. That's why the blood pressure is so high. Because everything is static. Nothing's moving. Mm-hmm. Like a river. It's stagnant like a like a pond. Mm-hmm. Now, traveling, in, traveling to these other countries, um, do you see people eating unhealthy like they do in America? Is it is it a difference? What I've seen is, it definitely depends on the country. I'll mm-hmm. say that. But what I've seen is, is that like the Western diet is becoming even more and more pervasive everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is like, if you look at like a traditional like Chinese like plate, like it's full of like herbs. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to like when I lived in Japan, like you know they. Part of their morning routine is they'll have like seaweed and you know yeah. things of that nature. So like their diet is actually incorporating things that are medicinal to the body. Is it cooked? Nah, that's mm-hmm. raw. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So like that's what I'm saying. It just depends on the culture. Even in India, and I'm talking about a traditional Indian diet, mm-hmm. full of herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you're getting a lot of medicinal qualities. But then when you start to go into countries that are becoming more Westernized. What you see is more westernized foods. You know, you see more processed foods. You see more people eating at restaurants, mm-hmm. and it starts to shift. And you start to see the same kind of diseases that are developing here, they start to develop there too. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, because I was in Japan for like, you know, four or five years, one of the things that I noticed <laughs> was that uh, some of the grandparents who lived in the village, they would tell me like, their grandkids will go to America. They meet like somebody in America, go there, 
and uh, end up gaining a lot of weight mm -hmm. and uh, end up with like diabetes, divorce the husband, come back to Japan, get really healthy again, mm -hmm. just from shifting their diet and mm -hmm. eating local food. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the food is like totally different abroad, but depending on where you go, because like I said, a lot of places are becoming very westernized. What about the microwave? Do you see a lot of microwaves? I think the microwave is everywhere, but what I, what I tend to see is, you know, especially in more ethnic cultures, like it doesn't, they don't use the microwave as much. Do you use it? I don't. I don't even own a microwave. Why not? Well, when you look at, there's a warning label on a microwave. And one of the warning labels is, if you're pregnant, do not stand close to the microwave mm -hmm. while you're cooking the food. Mm -hmm. So if it could kill a baby, then it can kill a human over time. That's mm -hmm. the first thing. The other thing is, is that microwave technology was initially used by the military. And it was used just like processed food. Like processed food comes from the military. Like um, during World War I, soldiers, the number one cause of death for most soldiers was malnutrition. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how most soldiers died during World War I. Well, they learned from that and they got food scientists to come up with food that could last. And they, initially they called them C-rations, but now they call them MREs, mm -hmm. okay? So soldiers would be eating these MREs, this packaged food that was processed food, mm -hmm. and it would last long in the fields during, the, during battle. Mm -hmm. Well, they took that very same technology, gave it to the food companies, and that's how they came up with so much processed food. Mm -hmm. They just took the, the technology. Well, the same technology from the microwave came from, you know, uh, the military as well. Like, it wasn't being used to microwave food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. so, but that's what they started using it mm -hmm. for. So, you know, um, if it could kill a baby, it can kill the food. And if mm -hmm. it can kill the food, you're eating empty food. You know, some people, man, they look at me like, man, like, you waste your time being healthy and shit. Like, you could die tomorrow. Yeah. But I try to explain to people, it's like, Let's just say <clears throat> you didn't you didn't made it through life. You know, you didn't you didn't you know beat the odds, right? You didn't yeah. get hit by a car, you didn't get shot, but you didn't made it to 70 years old and you about to die of cancer or something. Yeah, for sure. And you could have really kind of saved yourself. Like they like, man, you waste your time, why you gotta eat healthy, bro? Like yeah. just live your life. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you, my thing is this though. Um it is very difficult to live your life with diabetes. Very. <laughs> it's different. Very. Like, very. Let me just, uh, and I'm going to run down diabetes. Mm. The number one cause of amputation, diabetes. Mm. Okay? Number one cause of blindness. Mm. One of the highest risk factors for kidney disease. And yeah. you see how many dialysis clinics in the hood now. Mm -hmm. Okay? I can go, the gangrene, right. impotence, mm -hmm. heart attacks. I can go on and on. Mm -hmm. Okay? Weight gain. That's one disease. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked about high blood pressure. I haven't talked about autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked about cancer. That's one disease. And so when people say to me, like, you got to die of something, because that's usually what they say, mm -hmm. you don't have to die of diabetes. Right. You know, like, okay, I step off the corner, get hit by a bus, but at least I was able to make love to my lady <laughs> last night, right? <laughs> Instead of us playing yeah. with it, trying to figure out how to get it up yeah. all night. So, mm -hmm. like, that's my whole theory on thing is, like, Man, I'm gonna live a full life, yeah. and I'm gonna ride it to the wheels fall off. Mm -hmm. But I'm not gonna. I can't ride it to the wheels fall off if 
my brain is foggy and yeah. my belly is lapped over my my uh, <laughs> my private parts. Yeah, can't even see it. You can't even <laughs> see it. Like if you can't uh -huh. see it, then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my my thing to think people because it's like at some point we got to take accountability. Like because the healthiest version of you is the highest version of you, mm -hmm. bar none. Mm -hmm. Like that's the best version of you. Mm -hmm. And so like people strive in the areas of wealth, people strive in the areas of getting the lady or man they want, mm -hmm. but we're not striving to be the best physical version of ourselves. And you know, we just need to do better with that in our mm -hmm. community. What would you do if you had cancer? If I had cancer, mm -hmm. uh, I would immediately get out of America because this is a stressful environment and stress does, you know, cause cancer to exacerbate. So I would immediately leave, leave here, go somewhere indigenous mm -hmm. where I can be around fruits, vegetables, easy. Mm -hmm. um, I would immediately start juicing, not eating. Uh, because the thing you want to do is you want to starve cancer. Right. Because you can feed cancer. Mm -hmm. And one of the primary things you can feed, feed cancer with is sugar. Mm. Okay, so I want to starve it by first not eating any kind of sugar. And then I want my I want my body to be in such a healthy state. And you remember what I told you, when your belly is empty, like the more you eat, the more healthier you're gonna be. Mm -hmm. Like it's just facts. And so I'm gonna juice a lot so I can keep my body in a rested state so it can use all of the energy it would be breaking down food with mm -hmm. to heal, regenerate, and repair. Ah. So that's sort of like a little bit of what I do mm -hmm. if I if I did get cancer. Mm. What about a Dr. Sebi's uh, village, or what is what is it? Whatever. Usha Village. So I, I did go there in Honduras. Yeah. Yeah. For what? So like that was part of my journey. Is like when I left Japan and I learned everything I could there. I was just like, I want to learn from some black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, indigenous and ethnic ethnic people. So, you know, um, I just that's why I was going to Africa. That's why I was going mm -hmm. to India. That's why I was like going to Peru. That's why I was going to Honduras. It's mm -hmm. like anybody who could teach me anything that I could bring back here and help our people, I was like, I'm willing to learn. So I just, that was one of the places on the list. Unfortunately, when I went there, he had already passed, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe a couple months before that. But um, the intention was to learn, grow, uh, because unfortunately, most of our, our ancestors have an oral tradition, like they don't write books. Like Dr. Mm -hmm. Saban never wrote a book. So the only thing we have from it is the oral tradition. Yeah. And so like my whole hope was to go there and absorb anything he left behind and, you know, be able to bring that forward. And when I'm no longer here, be able to pass that on as well. How long did you stay? I was there for like, uh, I was just there for a month. You had to pay? Yeah. Yeah. 1500 a day or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's, it's a deal if you do like extra mm. days, that kind of But you didn't need any healing, you just was there just like. Nah, I was just there like, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I just want to be here. Yeah. And the energy and, and you know, and, and absorb whatever comes and learn, like learn from you guys. Like, what are you doing with people? And I told them to use me. Like, yeah. you know, if people have questions and stuff, like mm -hmm. send them to me. So there were people like while I was there, like they would come to me, ask questions, like, you know, I would ask them questions because mm -hmm. I, I mean, honestly, I learn more from the people I work with than healers because mm -hmm. the people who I work with, they got, they, they are going through the experience. Right, right, right. And they're able to tell me everything, like how they feel, how this, 
how this changed their body, how this adjustment changed their mm -hmm. body. And so I learned more from people than actual healers. Man, I can't wait to live that life, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm gonna go travel the world for like a year, bro, and just go to different, like I go to Asia, I'm go to Africa, go to Honduras, and just learn, yeah. right? And I think I'm give me like a crib in one of these places and get like a farm. And yeah. That's my life. I got you, bro. Cause yeah. I mean, like I told you, I, I own a farm, a fruit farm. In America? Yeah, in uh -huh. Miami. Oh. So uh, that's part of how I do the iHeart Fruit Box. We send out fruits uh -huh. to all over the US and Canada. But the whole idea was to own my food. Mm -hmm. Because like, we don't know which direction we're going. Right. But what I can tell yeah. you is that Bill Gates bought about 242,000 acres of farmland. And I'll tell you, like, he does not have the good intention to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my thing is, like, own my food. So, worst case scenario, like, if the world went to the hell right now, mm -hmm. like, I got my food. Thanks. I got my water. Mm -hmm. I can live off of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, but also be able to provide that to people who you know, right now who are saying like, man, I need to get my life together mm -hmm. and I want to eat healthier too. So yeah, when you ready to start, you let me know, man, I got you. It's gonna be very soon. Yeah. Have you heard of uh, breathinarians? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that idea is that you don't need food, right? right? You can live off energy. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Man, uh, when I, well, here's what I can say. So breathitarians are people I who- I said breathitarians. Breathitarians. Okay. But um, this is brother, he, he's not from India, but he's, he was in India last time I, I saw him. And uh, so they eat nothing, they drink nothing, uh, primarily get their energy from the sun. So they mm -hmm. do sunbathing mm -hmm. and spending time in nature, walking barefoot, barefooted, like mm -hmm. those type of things. And uh, what I can say, I have did dry fasting, which is that. Dry fasting is being a breathitarian, meaning you're not drinking anything, you're not eating anything. Mm -hmm. That's I've done that for about six or seven days. How'd you feel? I felt amazing. Now I'm not, let me disclaimer. Okay. I'm not telling anybody out there to do that yeah, because yeah. I was very healthy yeah, yeah. when I did that. Mm -hmm. um, I've also done juice fasting where or liquid or just water. Mm -hmm. I've done water for 21 days, just water. Um, so what I, but I don't think being a breathitarian is sustainable, but, and the reason why I say it's not sustainable because that's not how our biology is set up. Mm -hmm. You could do it for a period of time, but I just, you know, like just for me, like in my experience and my limited experience, like it's not sustainable throughout life. Like we're made to have this reaping and sowing when it comes to nature. Like we're made to be in exchange because nature is giving us energy, it's giving us information. Right. And so like, I just think it's important for that. So I, I, what I think about it is, there was a very popular like breathitarian like in the 1990s or something like that. And he was going on all these TV shows and it got found out because he broke up with his girlfriend and she was like ratted him out that he eats food periodically. Uh. And so I, I'm not sure that mm -hmm. there's ever been like a breathitarian in this modern area mm -hmm. era that, you know, that has actually been strictly breathitarian, but I am very familiar with like um, a lot of the monks and people in India who they are about that life. Mm -hmm. But again, like they're separated from society. Like it's very difficult for me to be raw. 
here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Like, even though you saw me with Dr. Aris Latham out in Panama, like, I told him that. I was like, I love raw food. I want to be raw, but I can't be hit raw here in the U.S. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the energy is aggressive. People are aggressive. Yeah. Like, when I'm raw, like, I'm like a hippie. Yeah, yeah. You can't be no yeah. hippie here in the U.S. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, you got to be strong and, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, I eat, what I will say is I do eat about 60 or 70% raw. Mm -hmm. But I incorporate cooked foods for that reason to keep my edge, to keep my aggression insertion, things of that that nature. It kind of makes sense, but it don't make sense because there's no other animal mammal that doesn't eat, right? Like, how can we if if that breath meaning they they don't cook food, they they eat it raw, right? No, yeah. no, no, not that. I was talking about the the breathing part, like just oh, okay, gotcha. energy from the the, the ground, the yeah. sun. It it wouldn't make sense for us to do that. Like God gave us teeth. Yeah. Right. So like we have to bite down on something. Yeah. So like I wanted to try it, but I was like, I don't know, man. Like yeah. I don't want to die. Like trying to. I don't think you'll die, but <laughs> like I just it, it's like I said at the beginning, man. Mm -hmm. Like I'm all about aligning myself with nature. Mm -hmm. And when I look out at nature, which is what we all should do, do it tells us what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, even though we think we're better than animals and higher up on the food chain, which we are than animals. They are the perfect example to show how we should return back to nature, mm -hmm. you know. And there's a really good example in the 1920s. They used to have these orphanages where they would take babies who had like vitamin D deficiency, mm -hmm. and they would put two foods out. Okay, one food would be the type of food that's high in vitamin D. The other one would be a food that has no vitamin D in it. Mm -hmm. And these infants would all, if they had a vitamin D deficiency would always choose the food that they were deficient in. So it tells us that we're, we in, innately have this ability to know what we need mm -hmm. and to respond to it, but we lose it. Right, right, right. And so like, that's why for me, like nature is a perfect example to kind of look at and determine what we should do. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see that no, nowhere in nature. It's mm -hmm. been a really good interview. I got one more question. Let's do maybe, it. Maybe two. Guys that have problem with their penis, man. Yeah. What would you say? Like, what what do you think is the issue? Well, it's it's an issue because like right now, testosterone is the lowest it's ever been in human history. Why is that? I'll explain in a second. But in the 1980s, the testosterone levels, the normal testosterone, was around about 500. Mm -hmm. In the 90s, it was around about 425. In the early 2000s. 2000s is around about 250 and now we're seeing people with an average testosterone around about 250 mm -hmm. okay our ancestors like our paleo ancestors because we can do like you know certain tests and see what their testosterone levels were mm -hmm. they were walking around with a testosterone level between a thousand and fifteen hundred so just think about that mm -hmm. now part of the issue is 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 because in society today, there's so much estrogen in our diet and we just don't re know about it. Mm -hmm. It's like you were talking about earlier with the, you know, buying things in plastics. Mm -hmm. Those plastics, again, they break down and they have chemicals in them. BPA, you've heard BPA in, on the water bottle, Yeah. okay? The BPA is a, is a, a endocrine disruptor, but also known as a fake estrogen or a xenoestrogen, mm -hmm. okay? So every time we're 
ingesting something that has plastic on it, that whether it's a uh, plastic food in the product or drinking out of plastic bottle, we're getting a little bit of that fake estrogen, mm -hmm. okay? And most people will say, all right, I bought, I bought the bottle that's BPA free. Mm. But then you know what companies did? They created a BPS. They could have created a BPA. And they're even more dangerous than the BPA, the BPS and the BPF. You see wow. what I'm saying? So like a large reason is because everything we eat, just start looking at what you're eating and the things that you're buying, everything is, has plastic on it. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. Uh, the first thing that's contributing to the problem. The other thing is a lot of meats, and you'll see this, you can look this up on the internet. When you they get chicken, they, they inject it with something and it makes I've the chicken pu puff up. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, now most people think it's just water with salt, but they also put something in there called phthalates. Phthalates are what are, is used typically as a preservative and these phthalates are also fake estrogens. Okay, mm -hmm. you'll also see them in hair products and hy uh, hygienic products and also mm -hmm. foods. Okay, parabens, you'll see them. So when you turn it on the label and you see phthalates, it starts with a P, mm -hmm. the P is silent. But the phthalates, when you see parabens, whether it says methylparaben or butylparaben, these are things that are estrogens. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's raising the estrogen levels when you raise estrogen, it's gonna cause testosterone to go down. And the reason why it causes it to go down is because those fake estrogens, there's receptor sites that the, the, like imagine this, this mic right here. The testosterone to be able to work for the body, to build muscle, et cetera, it has a land on a receptor site, which is like a landing pad, mm -hmm. and then causes this effect on the muscle to grow, mm -hmm. all right? But those fake estrogens land on there instead, so the testosterone can't get on there. Mm. So you may even have a normal testosterone, but you will have you will have all the symptoms of somebody with low testosterone. You will be losing hair. You will not be able to build muscle. <laughs> you'll have you'll develop man boobs. Yeah, yeah. You'll have impotence problems, like problems in the bedroom, mm. all of those type of things because of that. And also, like I think. You know, one of the examples that they gave was, and you probably heard about this, where the frogs were, um, you know, coming into contact with this herbicide that they put on a lot of foods, okay? And this herbicide is called atrazine, mm -hmm. okay? And they saw that when the frogs came into contact with this herbicide, which is the second most used atrazine uh, herbicide in America, the frog literally went from being a male frog to a female frog. Not that they turned gay, they turned into an, a, a whole female frog. Now, to be able to do this, bro, like think about this. It took, and it took about 200 nanograms per deciliter to be able to do that, to convert a male frog to a female frog. So okay. basically taking all the testosterone out this? Just so much estrogen that uh -huh. it converts. That's where the man boobs come yeah. from, like all of those type of things. Now, guess what the allowed amount of atrazine is in drinking water? This is why it's so important to drink good mm -hmm. water, high quality. Guess what the 200 converted a, a male frog into a female frog. Guess what the allowed amount is in drinking water? Just take a guess. 2,000. 3,000. 3,000. That's a lot. 3,000. Mm -hmm. So you can see why so many women are developing breast cancer because as estrogen goes up, mm -hmm. breast cancer goes up, 
cervical cancer goes up, fibroids goes up, etc. Mm -hmm. Okay, as the estrogen goes up, more problems with men, mm -hmm. lower testosterone, more man boobs, mm -hmm. more losing hair, more belly fat, an inability to make muscle. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So we literally are in a society that is allowing us to become feminized, and not mm -hmm. in a way like feminizing the sex that you're choosing. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about feminized physically. So that's why it's so, you know, such an issue with testosterone today. That means you niggas turning into... <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your vices then, man? Like, what like, what do you struggle with? What I struggle with? Yeah. Man. So I smoke a little weed here and there, but <laughs> what do you do, man? Well, if I can get a chalice, but it, that, that's not really my thing. Because mm -hmm. I don't believe in, like, burning anything. Me neither, bro. Yeah, Me neither. Salad's cool because it's steam, but, you know, weed ain't really my thing. Mm -hmm. What's my vice? Man, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. So I was living in Japan for like four years. Mm -hmm. Man, I didn't see black women for like four years. When I came back to the U.S., I was so excited about seeing black women. Mm -hmm. I think black women are the most amazing thing on this earth. Mm -hmm. And so if I had a vice, it would be black women. Okay. <laughs> All right, I get that. So you're not you single? No, I'm dating. Dating? Yeah. One person, multiple people? No, nah, no, not multiple. People. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, you know, my my thing is like, you know, um, I'm still learning dating, bro. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, I thought I knew it all, but then like. As you grow and mature, and I've matured in a lot in the last two, three years. Mm -hmm. As I've matured in the space, like what I've noticed is, is that my hunger for wanting to date multiple women has just started to dissipate. Mm -hmm. And um, so now I'm like trying to find out like where am I at now because it's like I had these different philosophies before. Yeah. And now I'm like trying to regroup and say, okay, like. Mm -hmm. I, I love the lady that I'm dating, you know, so like now I got to regroup the philosophy. So that's kind of where I'm at. Now, do you have to date someone that's um, on the same type of regimen as you when it comes to health or do you try to convert people? Well, the, the way I look at it is like this is like, like, let's say, for instance, I entered the dating market and I met somebody and uh, they weren't currently eating how I eat. Mm -hmm. And my mind is, like, I'm open. Like, let's have some conversations. If you're, if through having conversations with me, mm -hmm. you don't say I want to eat healthier, be healthier, be the best version of myself, then we're not aligned. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this, like, at some point down the line, like, let's say, for instance, we wanted to have kids. We can't argue about how our kids are going to eat and how right. healthier they're going to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's really, like, they're going to school, like, they can't eat the lunch. Mm -hmm. And if she's like, no, nah, they can eat the lunch because, you know, it's a problem. Right. So, like, what I always tell people, and this is how I look at it, is too many people are looking at relationships for, like, compatibility mm -hmm. instead of looking at a relationship for comp being complementary. And the reason the reason why those things are so different, like compatibility is like this, like lines right up. Mm -hmm. You like being Christian. I like being Christian. Mm -hmm. You like 
walks on the beach, I like walks on the beach. Mm -hmm. You like to travel, I like to travel. But being complimentary is like this. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't like traveling, but you do, but I want to travel. Right, right. So now we complimentary to, mm -hmm. to each other. You've traveled the world, so now I can show you how to travel. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you want to be healthy, I am healthy. All right, I can show you how to do that. Yeah. I'd rather be with somebody who's complimentary to me than fully compatible. So I look for, you know, things that are complimentary so I can get better too. You know what I'm saying? In the process, because mm -hmm. you come in a relationship and you the person that I got to show you how to do this, show you how to do this. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like that's a problem down the line. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel empty. And so my idea is like, nah, I want to feel empty. I want to be, I want to be better. If I'm going to upgrade you, you got to upgrade me. Facts. Man, I went online and said, Listen, if you eat fast food, baby, we can't we can't be together. They try to they try to ridicule me like <laughs> I what? said that too. What would you be? Like you smoking a cigar. Like But I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious because if you eat fast food, especially at this age, if you don't understand that fast food is bad for you yeah. and me trying to tell you that fast food is bad, you ain't gonna get it. You yeah. you already stuck in your ways. I don't want somebody that I have to actually like teach. Like if you already on your journey and then you know, like you look at me as motivation. All right, cool. Now I can kind of get you to where I want you to be. But if you don't have any type of sense of health, there's no way, man, because I want my child to grow up a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And your eating habits show your standards in other areas of your very life, true. too. Very true. Very true. And so like, I was telling my boys this because he was on me after an interview where somebody asked me, could you date somebody who ate McDonald's? I was like, nah, not mm -hmm. a chance. And he was like, wow. I was like... If we took a poll like mm -hmm. and said, hey, 2,000 people, what is the worst food that you can eat? 90% <laughs> of people yeah. would say McDonald's, mm -hmm. okay? So if somebody's eating McDonald's, in my mind, if your standards are like that for what you put in your mouth, yeah. then now I got to question what you do with your body too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I wouldn't, this is tough. <laughs> I, it's, I watch who I date because I understand like, I get not only her energy, but I get the energy of everybody she's laid down with. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's an even more deeper penetration into your body. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Sexual energy, mm -hmm. sexual transmutation. So like the way I look at it is, your lifestyle really shows what your standards are in other areas of your life too. Mm -hmm. mm. Very true. Gotta be mindful who you put in, bring in your life. Yes sir. Mm. Dr. Holistic, man. <laughs> you a cool guy. Let me open this up, man. See what you got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just a gift package for you. <clears throat> I know you're on your journey, so. Education over medication. Yeah, so that's the book. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Did you? Yeah. All right. So we got the book. Um, that book's done really well it's, it's basically a breakdown of the myths lies and truths behind modern medicines and foods mm -hmm. cool I'm gonna take a, what's this so I got a detox it comes with two so what you have in your hand is the parasite candida that's to get rid of parasites and yeast out of the body mm. cleanses the liver the lymphatic system mm -hmm. the blood etc mm -hmm. then this one is Tommy Tetox this cleanses the entire digestive system also resets the taste buds, so you'll actually like healthy food again. Mm. And these are herbal teas, so you drink herbal teas, eat plant-based for either 14 days or 28 days. 
Mm. Yeah. I need this. Indeed. That's a game changer too, bro. Cause I'm addicted to sugar, man. I've been trying. Oh, that's to... gonna help with that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and a lot of times, the sugar that you're addicted to is not your sweet tooth. It's the yeast and the parasites. The parasites. They, especially at night, if you get the cravings, man, that's when they wake up in the body. Yeah. They're telling you, go eat some sugar. <laughs> we hungry. Yo, listen. What I've learned was, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. what's it? So that's my multi-mineral. It has sea moss, bladder racks, and burdock in there. So. You get a lot of minerals out of that, and a, a lot of the minerals that you don't get in regular food. You know, I'm I'm actually against like pills, but I'm gonna take it because you gave it to me. And that has just those three ingredients: mm -hmm. no fillers, no nothing, just sea moss, bladder racks, and burdock. Cool. Yeah. What I was about to say was, man, for in order for me not to eat those type of stuff, I just don't buy it. Like I don't buy no chips. I don't buy no sweets. Yep. Like, I'd be in here starving, man. I'd be like, damn, I ain't got no snacks in this moment. Like, nothing but nuts. I got, like, cashews and peanuts and that's Like, I forced myself to eat this type of stuff because, like, if I did have it, I'm going to snack on it. Yeah, for sure. So you got to, like, you got to go in the grocery store, like, yo, listen, I don't want, like, don't buy it. And then when you get to your crib and you have these cravings, you can't feed it. Yep. You know what I mean? That's that's how I do it. That's yeah. the only way to be. That's the number one you feed a craving by having it present. Having it present, <laughs> man. You got to find alternatives. Like, I get the little little craisins. Like, those are the little sweets I could eat. Yeah. Get some um, dates, too. I haven't gotten the dates yet. Try they, the dates, bro. They always look nasty to me. Just big. They, they look funny. They look like some prunes. Yeah. They like roaches. But they actually, yeah. yeah. But they actually really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially for people with a sweet, too. Yeah. Somebody told me to put in my smoothies. Yep. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. How much owe you? Uh, just love, bro. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, it was a great interview, man. I hope these people learned a lot because, you know, like health is just not, it's not cool. You know what I'm saying? It's not a sexy thing. And, um, you know, like I, I try to preach that. Like every now and then I try to throw bits and pieces just so people can. But if you put it, if you put it on some, too much, like people will shy away from it. Like, yeah. ah, shut up. Nigga. Just another nigga trying yeah, to sure. teach me about health and trying to teach me how to eat. But like. Man, if you want to live long, if you want to be here for, for uh, what's what's the average, uh, like sixty? That's when we dying. No, about seventy six now. Seventy six going up, but the unfortunate thing is, yeah, it's seventy six. But most people are spending like the last twenty years of their life with diabetes, six. Alzheimer's, right, 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 dementia, etc. So like, mm -hmm. sounds more like fifty to me. Right, right, yeah. right. Because if you can't move and groove, if you ain't outside, right. like. You ain't living. Yeah, there's no light to live. Man. And you said there was some people that were living to 110? Yeah, my grandmother lived to 105. You know, her daughter, my grand, what my grand, great grandmother lived to 105. Mm -hmm. Her daughter, my grandmother, lived to 67. Damn. Okay? Mm -hmm. But the lifestyles were totally different. My mm -hmm. great grandmother lived on a farm. Mm -hmm. You know, she got her food from out back. You know, she mm -hmm. got the medicine from the side of the house. Mm -hmm. You know, there was water on the land, like she ate like the people in Okinawa, Japan, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's why they were living to a hundred is because they were living, you know, according to nature, aligned with nature. Are these people still mobile? Like, are they moving? Yeah, like, man, they're climbing trees, riding bicycles. At hundred? Yeah, bro. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, it's different. It's different, like, and when you see it for yourself, like, I saw it for myself, when my great-grandmother walked into the funeral of her daughter, my grandmother, yeah, walked in, strong lady, looked in the casket, went and sat down. Like, I saw it there. So when I went to J Japan, yeah. like, my first thought was like, 
that's my that's my great grandmother. Wow. And I'm seeing dudes climb trees to get oranges out. 97 right. years old, bro. I'm not kidding. That need to be me, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm I'm dying with a banger, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I ain't going out like that, bro. I'm telling you, man. I'm gonna be a great, great granddad, man. Yeah, man. Man, I appreciate you, man. I really do appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for spreading your knowledge. Yeah. And uh, it's been another great episode of Rich and Unemployed, number one podcast in the world. If you got a message for it, man. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I would say to people is like, just remember, I know it's difficult to make that journey with health because, you know, people are so addicted to foods. There's emotional eating, like food has comfort in it. And our culture is so tied to food. But just remember, like, the most important thing you need to know about your health is your health is literally the greatest foundational choice you can make for generational wealth. And what I mean by that is it's the first thing that you give to your kids. You give them your genetics. The second thing is you give them your habits. And with that, you've given them a legacy before you can ever leave them any kind of legacy. So whatever you eat, they will eat. And if you really want to create abundance in your life, just understand like the highest version of you, which is the healthiest version of you, is the version of you that is attached to all the abundance that you have in life. It's attached to the person that you're gonna meet and fall in love with. It's attached to the physical and the material riches that you're gonna receive. And so I believe that when we come down here, we're supposed to be in our best physical form to be able to hear and see and feel the things that we need to do. And so I just wanna urge people, especially in our community, to start making their health a priority instead of an option. And that way you can truly live your best life. All right, we out. <laughs> that was cool, man. I appreciate you, brother. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.